Welcome to the Engaged Midwife Podcast. I'm Missy. And this is Kara. And today we have a very special guest. So today we have joining us Dr. Heather Hines. She is one of my favorite people and she's from New York. She is an Apple Distinguished Educator at Class of 2017 and um, also is a program director at the SUNY Stony Brook uh, School of Nursing. And the funny thing about her is she also rides a motorcycle and she teaches yoga. So I'm super excited to have Heather be here with us today. Dr. Hines, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. So my name is Heather Finletter Hines. I am a Jamaican-American. I live on Long Island with my husband and my two boys. I have had the greatest luck of becoming a program director to a program for which I graduated from. That's SUNY Stony Brook. I am in full clinical practice, so I still get to touch patients and still get to educate, but I also get to translate that information that I'm getting in clinical practice to um, nurturing my students. I ride a motorcycle because I should, and I teach yoga because I find that I needed something to not be Dr. Hines. I just needed something that was going to allow me to be Heather, the person that wanted people to feel positivity and feel happy. And that was important to me. So I'm really grateful. No, it's okay. Really grateful that Missy and Kara um, brought me here today. Yeah, I was going to say it's so fun because you and I have been together and done yoga together when we've been away at conferences and it's been some of my favorite practice. And it's so fun for us to have you with us today because Heather, as you were talking, I learned that we have some things in common. I also am program director at the program I graduated from and that's so fun. We're obviously very different. You will never find me on a motorcycle, but that's okay. So, Mm -hmm. um, One of the things that when I think of you, I think of someone that cares so deeply about others, but also is really mindful and thoughtful about how you care for yourself. So we're hoping you're going to share a little bit about that with us today. Absolutely. I think as when people pick the profession of nursing and remembering that nursing is not the only way to get to midwifery, but when you become a care provider, that means someone who's providing care to their community, you're all about giving. You're rarely looking at yourself and looking at your um, supply tank, your energy tank for what you need to take back for yourselves. And what people don't realize, if you give everything out, um, it opens you up for illness. It opens you up for depression. It opens you up for questioning your ability to be creative and innovative. So People wind up when you're losing that energy, you turn to things. Some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to alcohol, um, risky behaviors. Some people turn to food. And for me, my regeneration was food. I turned to food as the thing that helped me with my tank. And I realized that it didn't help my mindfulness in any way. It just made my waistline bigger. So when I went, someone... I think it might have been my rheumatologist told me, you know what, you are a giver. You need to take 30 minutes for yourself. 30 minutes, like you can do anything, girlfriend, in 30 minutes, but it's for yourself. You're not doing that for anyone else. And when she said that to me about five or six years ago, when I was at my heaviest weight, I was like, 
I can do anything for 30 minutes. So I went out of the venture of becoming mindful and it helped to regulate my energy, my mood. It made me more creative and innovative. And I took that 30 minutes to do something for myself. That means I plugged out from social media, my family. Um, I, I didn't answer the phone. Um, I did something for me. And what I found was those 30 minutes made me look inward. It made me reflect on things for me. And then I was able to, once again, put me at the top of um, the chain of priority so that when I gave to people, it also helped me because I wasn't giving too much of myself. So I try every day to start with something positive and do some mindfulness. Mindfulness, and let's break this down. Mindfulness for everyone is very different. It could be sitting in a dark room and being quiet. It could be doing yoga for an hour. It could be taking a walk or riding in a car. For me, sometimes it was jumping on my motorcycle or taking a walk around the block where I didn't have to hear my children speak to me. It was just my time that I didn't have to share with anyone else. Yeah, I think some of those things that you suggested are really, really important. And I like that you mentioned it could be different for every single person. Right. right? And I, I mean, think, yeah, I think it's important that people need to do what's best for them. And a lot of times in life, we go into this comparison, right? Like we're like, oh, that person's able to do X, Y, and Z. Why can't I do it? But at the end of the day, we're all made up of so many different mo molecules and, you know, blood cells that we have to organically pick what's best for us. You know, um, I don't like Bikram yoga. Yoga, right? I like changing it up like vinyasa. Um, I don't like pasta. I'm Jamaican. I like rice. So it's important that when you pick something that's going to help regenerate you, it's for you. It's prescribed for you. It's going to make you feel good when you finish. Maybe when you start, you didn't feel so great, but when you finish, it definitely made you feel better. I, I love that you talked about comparison because I always keep that that little verse in my head that says comparison is a thief of joy. And I feel like when we do compare ourselves to other people and what other people are able to accomplish, it really does like take something away from us. Um, and one of the themes I've gone into this year with was just the idea of letting go. Like, how do I, when I've had a bad day or had a bad experience or had a bad interaction, how can I use that mindfulness to be able to just let go? So, Missy, I'm so great. I'm so grateful that you brought this up. We have to only concentrate on the things that we can positively change. So nowadays, a lot of people are on social media. Um, they're seeing things that are going on in the world. I can't change the government on a, a broad spectrum. I can change what's going on in my house, meaning if the kids don't like barbecue sauce, I stopped bringing home barbecue sauce. We have to concentrate at the end of the day on ourselves. We can't look over our neighbor's houses because we can't positively affect anything at our neighbor's house. We have to positively affect what's going on in our, our society, our homes. So I tell people to get boxes, right? You have your personal box, you have your family box, you have your community box, you have your school box, and you have your work box. And every box has those items that stay in that box. And it's the important thing that you need to take home from here is items from 
one box can't drop into another box. And you need to stay focused on what's going on in your boxes and not worry about anyone else's boxes. And once you do that, you find out how greatly um, things come together for you and how you know that you're different from everyone else and your difference makes you unique and that uniqueness makes you why you're here and why you have a purpose. So it's really important to really compartmentalize the things that you can positively affect and change within your box, your home. And that's where I tell people, don't worry what's going on at the next person's house because the next person's house has nothing to do with you. That's a really good point. And, you know, I think, um, Dr. Hines, one of the things that we're doing with this podcast is focusing on learners and new graduates and people that are preparing for certification exam. And it's really important to think about how you compartmentalize all of those different components for those students and new graduates. Would you agree? I absolutely, I think it's very important. And I think for this community for which we're living in right now, Everyone that's going back to school, for most people, sometimes it's a second career. Sometimes now people are starting later. They have families. Um, I think it's important that everyone, the best way to be an effective midwife and a leader and an innovator is to time management. Assess the things that are priority. We only have 24 hours in a day. I already said that you have to give yourself 30 minutes each day, right? And you have to give your family about half the time, but use the rest of the time to figure out what's important to you and what needs the most time and budget your day. If you think that you're starting with a 30 hour day, you're not going to be successful. So think about the 23 hour day that you're going to be working within and figure out how you can be most productive by protecting your heart and your mental ability spending time with your family, paying your bills, and being a successful midwife. And I think if you can get a planner, I'm not telling people get a paper planner, electric planner, but if you can get a piece of paper that you figure out what's important for you the week and budget for that time, you'll be more um, successful in your endeavors to be really um, a, a, a leader for our next generation. It's so interesting that you brought that thing up about time management, because I know you and I have on a lot of occasions have talked about like how we block our time so that we can be really productive people. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing that we share, I think, is that big, deep love of yoga. And I'm going to bring up a yoga principle here that I'm hoping that you can help connect our listeners to. And that's that idea of inner light and what that means for our mind body connection and, and, you know, how we go out into the world. Do you want to talk a little about that? Absolutely. We all shine our inner light. Um, We all have something that makes us unique and and, and brings our creativity. It's why we're in our community. It's why we've been called to midwifery. It's that purpose that's been um, placed inside of you. Um, It's important to follow the gut. So I don't know if people in midwifery schools, I talk about the gut and the midwifery intuition a lot, but That intuition is your light. That's the thing that keeps you safe. That's the thing that takes you away from trouble. That's the thing that tells you, ooh, wait a second. Mm -mm. Let me go back in the room and look at the patient one more time. I might've missed something. That light is going to drive you to a success. It's important that we don't let that light go out. So what do I mean by that? If you don't listen to the gut, that light 
it shines. But if we don't listen to it, it starts to dim. We lose the ability to trust ourselves when we don't listen to that intuition, that light. It helps to direct our path. So by being mindful, you're recharging that light. You're recharging the creativity. You're recharging the innovation. You're recharging the ability to multitask and take care of the family, the work, the community, your patients. You have to keep that light going. So by taking moments to do yoga, some of you swim, some of you jog, some of you bake, some of you read, all these things help your light to shine bright. If you starve yourself from food, you're going to pass out. If you don't recharge your light, all your creativity is also going to go away. It's so true. No more in the last six or nine months have I learned so much about the mind-gut connection and how um, how interrupted that can be with stress and distraction and um, you know just anxiety. And I think the society and the world that we're living in right now that people who even had low-lying anxiety have been heightened by that. So I think all of these tips are so good for us to think about like how we reconnect. Yeah. I think it's been really nice to hear you hit, hear both of you hit on not only is it what we're taking in with food and feeding our soul, but movement and physical activity and that that might look different for everyone and how we manage our time. And I love that you said a paper planner versus an electronic version. All of those different things show that it's different, but it's all of those concepts are so important. Yes. Go ahead, Heather. I just, the thing that I think that's important to take home is that we need to stay grounded, right? You need to continue to believe in what has brought you this far on this path. That it's, it's phenomenal. It's strong. It's, it's shining bright. You're going to have good days. In life, we always have good days. We're going to have bad days also. Appreciate the bad days because it makes the good days look so much better. And at the end of the day, come back to yourself and really go through that checklist. Missy talked about it. With what's going on in our world on a day-to-day basis, people who have had underlying mental health issues, it's been a lot for people. So come back to, am I okay? If I'm okay, check. Is my family okay? For most of us, our families are okay. Check. Am I okay in my living situation? If you're in a safe living environment, check. Um, do I have a job? Do I need a job? Go through the things that are important to you. It should be like five things. And if those five things are okay, guess what? You're okay. Don't worry about the other stuff. Come back to that priority of five. And the one thing that I would want to make sure that I leave you guys with is finding out what are your five important things. What are the things that make you wake up and get out of bed each day? And when you have a bad day, it could be at work. It could be in the office seeing patients. It could be a bad delivery. It could just be life. Come back to those five things. And if those five things are okay, guess what? You're okay too. Is there anything that you want our listeners to hear about, um, you know, mindfulness, like as they're laying their head down on the pillow, like what do you want them to think about when they lay down? You said those five things, like, are these five things okay? Is there anything else that you think is important? Yes. I think before you go to your bed, don't take any crap with you to your bed. Your bed is for sleeping, right? And other things. But I mean, meaning like, don't bring, I got a great papers. Don't bring, 
I got to pay bills, right? Don't bring all that stuff to bed. Let your bed be for rest. Before you get there, if you spent the whole entire day selling stuff to the world, that could be anything. That could be lip service. You could be selling items. If you've been spending the day lifting your heart up, maybe take a moment to go inside yourself. Maybe bring your chin to your chest. Maybe close your eyes. Maybe stick your back to the back of your chair. This is almost coming into a seated cat pose. It's helping you to plug back in, come back to a center. It's centering yourself. That's important. If you spend the day, you know, looking down and and doubting yourself and feeling just really like I am not enough, go out into the outside world. It could be nighttime. It could be day. Lift your head to the sky and walk around the block with your heart open, your head up. Feel the openness of your heart. That's replenishing and giving energy to your heart. When you go to bed at night, you should go there leaving everything else. Take all that other stuff that's been weighing you down during the day and leave that and take the moments in your bed to breathe and let your bed support you. And when I say let your bed support you, we go into bed and we're like laying on top of the bed. We haven't even made a dent. It's taking that deep breath and letting your mattress that you paid probably hundreds and thousands of dollars for pillow top with a thousand um, count Egyptian cotton sheet, let the bed engulf you. Let it support you. Let it carry you through the night so that when you wake up in the morning, guess what? You're refreshed and you don't have the weight of the world on you. You left that outside and you start your day fresh and renewed. I'm guessing, and maybe maybe it's my own kind of idea of leaving our electronics out of the bedroom too. Like don't take those to bed. So I don't want the people on your podcast to hate me because I have tried multiple times with my husband to leave the iPad um, and the television outside of the room. Right. But my suggestion for iPads and TVs or electronics in your room is do something that doesn't require mind space. So what does that mean? I might play a game that has nothing to do with anything that I do work with. I play a heyday or I play drunk uh, dragon something. My husband is collecting diamonds on something. I watch TV that I don't have to think about. It has nothing to do with healthcare. It might be about celebrities and their issues. Because guess what? At the end of the day, their issues is not my issues. We're far apart. Um, but if you're a person that gets is hypersensitive to electronics, like, yes, you're going to play Heyday or some sort of, you know, jump the whatever, but all of a sudden you're on Instagram and Facebook and that's triggering you, maybe you should leave electronics out of your room. If you're a person who's watching, you know, Access Hollywood and all of a sudden you're on a news program and that's triggering you, Maybe you parent control yourself and don't go to those channels when you're in your bedroom because you want to be able to sleep at night and you don't want to bring now the things that you shed before coming to bed back into the bedroom. I have a special love for expensive sheets. So when she said, let my bed hold on to me, I'm like, I'm there. I'm right there. I also think um, there's something that's also become increasingly important to me and it's um, the labels 
or the things that I tell myself that aren't true. And so one of the things I've been really interested in this year as I get ready for bed is what is my mantra that tells me the real truth about the thing that I've always told myself? So my thing that I've always told myself was I'm not enough. I have to be more, I have to do more, say more, be more for everyone. And so now my nighttime mantra is I am enough and I am right here. I am right here and I am enough. And so I think that finding a mantra is important too, to help calm whatever that is that's going on. Missy, you got to take that even a step further. Just because we said it doesn't mean we believe it. So I believe on having a mantra and pasting it on the mirror in the bathroom and the mirror in your wardrobe so that you see it. Our eyes see it, our mouth says it, and guess what? We believe it. So my mantra that I've already started and I do in yoga all the time is I am grateful, thankful, and blessed because at the end of the day, I am here. I'm grateful to be here. I'm thankful for the life that I have And I'm, you know, it's just, I'm blessed each and every day. It's just such a blessing to be grateful, thankful, and blessed. I'm thankful for the friends, the family, and I have it pasted up in my bathroom. I have it, you know, it's what I say in yoga. And I know I'm enough because I'm grateful, thankful, and blessed. And if you could find something that grounds you each day, and don't just say it, paste it in places. If you spend a lot of time in your car, put it on your dashboard. If you spend a lot of time in your office, put it on a sticky and put it on your computer. Because if your eyes see it and you say it, you believe it. And that's how you're going to attain most of your goals. If you believe in it, you will obtain it. I 100% agree with you. And anyone that knows me knows that I, my mantra all the time is I can do hard things. And I've said it so many times. I've put it out there on social media so many times. I have sayings around my house with it. All of those things that I get it sent back to me from others, or they'll tell me stories about, I can do hard things because Kara can do hard things. And so I think it's so important to put it out there and you have to believe it. I agree with you 100%. Right. And tell people what it is. Yeah. Like if you tell people, then the people who love and care about you are going to repeat it back to you as well. A hundred percent. Absolutely. All the time. Heather, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. We really appreciate your time and your energy and your spirit. And we're so grateful. This has been amazing. And you are one of our favorite people for sure. And we're so glad that we got to share you with everyone that's listening. Well, you guys know how much I love, respect, and appreciate all you. My last closing thought that I have to put out there, and it's very important, to the future midwives, you are the seeds for tomorrow what you learn today, take that positivity and pass it on to someone else. We are the change that we want to see in the world. So just remember every day that you go out there, project that positivity. You will definitely live it. And the people that you're around will soak it up and they will live it too. Thank you guys. Thanks, Heather. So thanks everyone for joining us for this episode. We can't wait to see you at our next um, episode. Take care. 